0: As Colin said earlier, uh, th- th- these are a couple of readings, one from a letter written by Paul the Apostle and another by an unknown uh, uh, writer, uh, who uh, both of whom speak of Jesus. So this is from Galatians chapter 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. And then from the letter to the Hebrews. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days,
1: Um, In in the little booklet, there's a a repetition of one of the readings that we've had that Steve uh, read for us, Steve Berry. Uh, And if you'll bear with me, I just want to take a couple of minutes, literally, to um, just unpack that a little bit for us. The, The writer to the Hebrews, we're not sure who he was um, he was writing to a group of people who were really struggling. Persecution was beginning to break out. Uh, and he was writing to them to remind them about who Jesus was uh, and how significant and important he was. Uh, and the first thing he tells them in the very opening verse is that God, our God, is a God who speaks. Uh, and he speaks in all sorts of ways. He speaks through creation. Uh, A very eminent um, atheist scientist, I'll spare his name for his blushes, um, wrote in one of his books, if I didn't know better, I would think somebody made this world. Well, maybe you ought to be a little bit more open-minded. Somebody did make this world, and God speaks to us through creation. The heavens declare his glory. The firmament shows his handiwork. He speaks to us through conscience. Those of you that are parents, I'm sure, did not have to teach your very young children both how to do wrong and how to try to cover it up. They're they're very good at it. Um, And we all know, don't we, that when we do something that we shouldn't do, our consciences begin to tell us what is right and what is wrong. That's God speaking to us. But he speaks especially through his word. Uh, And the Christmas story is all about a whole pile of things that were said, some of them hundreds and hundreds of years before, lots of them, all of which came true in the birth of the Lord Jesus. Uh, And they are remarkable in in many, many ways, um, how all of these different things could fit together. Jesus, for instance, was going to be called a Nazarene, somebody from Nazareth. Well, that's where his parents came from and where he spent most of his childhood Um, He was going to be born in Bethlehem. We've seen why. Because the emperor commanded a census uh, and a taxation. But he was also going to come out of Egypt. Uh, And when Herod tried to kill the infants in Bethlehem, that was where Mary and Joseph fled. Uh, And you can just imagine how difficult it would have been to put all of that together. But God did. He's a God who speaks. Uh, And very importantly, I think, particularly in, in the situation we find ourselves living at the moment, he's a God who speaks truth. A lot of people speak, and not so many people speak truth, it seems, these days. But God does. And, and the Bible is full of God's truth. Um, Paul tells us that it was breathed out by God. Uh, and Peter tells us that no none of the prophets of old just imagined what they wanted to say. They spoke Because God first spoke to them. Uh, And all the way through from Genesis, the first book in the Bible, right the way through to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, they're speaking about the Lord Jesus. But then secondly, um, the the writer goes on to tell us, but in these last days, he's he's talking to the generation that were alive, um, just after the crucifixion of Jesus. He says, in these last days, he's spoken to us, By his son. I don't imagine a couple of years ago, any of us would have believed what these last couple of years have been like. Uh, And you have people now who are getting very near to their 90th birthday, who know exactly how to use Facebook, Zoom, Twitter, and everything else. And that's great, isn't it? But it's not face-to-face, is it? Uh, and the heartache lots perhaps of you have felt with loved ones in hospital and you haven't been able to go and visit them or or elderly parents in a care home and you haven't been able to visit them Uh, as wonderful as zoom and all these things are and we kept all our services going um, through lockdown on zoom but it was just so nice to be back together again even if we were all hiding our faces behind masks but it was just face to face uh, and what the writer to the Hebrews tells us is that in these last days, God spoke to us by his Son. He came and dwelt among us. So, who is he? Who is this Jesus that came? The, the same writer tells us that he is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. In other words... As Jesus said to his own disciples, just before he was crucified, he had them gathered together in an upper room, uh, and he told them, I'm going to leave you. Uh, And and they were really distressed. Uh, And and one of them just kind of blurted out, Lord, show us the Father, that's all we need. Uh, And Jesus, I guess, shook his head a little and said, Philip, don't you yet know me if you've seen me? You've seen the Father. Because Jesus represents everything that God is in his love, in his mercy, in his compassion, in his power. Uh, And that's what John tells us in the beginning of his gospel, words we've already read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But then he goes on a few verses later to say, And he dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, And then a couple of verses further on again. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. Uh, And if you want to know who Jesus is, then if you want a Bible, if you haven't got one, there's some on the table there. We'd be delighted to let you have one. And read one of the Gospels and just see who Jesus is. Maybe you already know. But one last thought. Why did he come? Why did he come? Why was the Word made flesh? Why did he dwell among us? Well, partly we've already said because hearing about God is one thing. But meeting God is another thing. Uh, and people had heard about God, Uh, the prophets had spoken about God, creation had spoken about God, their consciences had spoken about God, but now God walked among men. Uh, And by his Holy Spirit, the risen Jesus can still be known personally. In that same opening little passage of Hebrews, we read, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And that's the other reason he came. Because God had a controversy with us. We'd, we'd wrecked the world that he'd made. We'd disobeyed him. We'd been sinful. Uh, and he came not to condemn us, but that through believing in his son, because of what Jesus did on the cross, we could live forever. So the last thing is this. Just two last verses. John 1, 11 and 12. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. That would be a sad end to the Christmas story, wouldn't it? He came to his own, but they wouldn't receive him. And they didn't. They crucified him rather than accepting him. But the verse goes on. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The, the word the right there means he gave the authority to become the children of God. So you can go home this afternoon and in the quiet of your own home, if you want to, you can go to God and you can say to the Lord, Lord, you've given me the authority to become your child Receive me into your family through all that Jesus has done.